Just want to introduce to you all Deacon Coy Landry. He's been out for a little bit. Now, welcome back, Deacon Jerry. Mrs. Jerry, Deacon Coy. They've been kind of sick for a while. We're really glad to have him back, alive and well. Deacon has his wrist brace removed from the, the damage that Miss Jerry inflicted on him. It's good. We're, we're good. Um, I'm also distracted. I'm just realizing this year, you all know that fourth Easter candle this year? It's going to burn for like three hours. And then, I mean, this is so sad. It's sat there the whole Advent waiting, and it gets three hours, and you go from the fourth Sunday of Advent to Christmas that afternoon. Oh, well, sorry, distraction. So, let's see. There's a lot, and I'll try to limit myself, because there's just a lot. But um, first of all, the visitation, we'll focus on a few things from that, that I took away from the visitation, praying with it yesterday and today. Okay, really, today. But um, I think it continues something we said over the weekend, how John the Baptist is the voice, but he brings us into contact with the Word. And that we talked about that this past Sunday, this idea of the voice and the Word. It happens again, so notice the same pattern. Luke tells us that when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, when Elizabeth heard Mary's voice, what happened? The infant in her womb, you could say, received the Word, received the grace. So that's the sacramental idea, the sacrament, like the visible stuff or the physical stuff or the audible stuff that communicates and puts us in touch with invisible mysteries, God's presence itself. So Mary's voice carries the word of God within it. This is a beautiful, there's actually a reading today that just kind of beautifully illustrates how just, that's how, that's the dynamic. From external things we receive internal graces. Holy Communion, which we'll talk more about. Holy Communion. You receive the visible, kind of limited sign of the host, but what do you receive? The invisible grace and power of God himself, the body, blood, soul, and divinity. So just understand that, that we talk about, people wonder about like, why does the church talk about these sacraments that it invented? That's just the dynamic of visible signs that communicate invisible grace and the presence of God. So that's the first thing, if we have time, which we don't, but I'll keep going anyway. Um, the connection with the first reading, the idea of, and, and people often do compare the visitation, Mary, now with Jesus in her womb, carrying the beloved across the hills. It actually shows, she, says she went up to the hill country to Elizabeth. It's the first Eucharistic procession. The body of Christ being processed. And that idea, like, what is the Eucharist? What are all the ways that Jesus comes to us in Advent? Well, he comes to us at Advent, at Christmas rather, as a savior, as a warrior, as a, as a father, as a, as, a, as a lover. God can be compared to us for, with our relationship as, as, as a beloved to beloved. You almost want to say, like, the Song of Songs, the Jews, the poetry of the Song of Songs, the Jews kept it not as poetry, but as religion, because it said something of God. And there's that beautiful dynamic between Christmas or the Eucharist, the, whole, the way that God comes to us, a beloved. He says to me, arise, my beloved, my beautiful one, and come to me. Hark, my beloved, look, he comes leaping over the hills. And sorry, Moana, stuck in my head, that beautiful song. I have crossed the horizon to find you. I have leaped over all the hills there are between you and me, removed every barrier to come and be near to you. It's a betrothal of sorts. 
That model of betrothal helps us understand what is Christmas. My beloved is mine. I belong to my beloved, and my beloved belongs to me. That's later in the Song of Songs. That Jesus assumes everything of yours, your humanity, your virtue, what little sometimes there seems to be, your mess, your issues. He assumes all of it. My beloved belongs to me, and I belong to him. And you are given all that he has to offer, his divinity, his grace, heavenly life, even now in mustard seed form like a betrothal towards a great fullness to come at the eternal wedding feast. Behold, my beloved comes. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold the way God offers all of himself up as a gift to you and looks, he does look, for a response, a mutual self-gift from me to him. So we can pray, especially as we receive Holy Communion, that foretaste of Christmas, may we draw near ourselves to our Lord, may we ponder how he comes to me, what are his motives in coming to me, how much love is involved in the Christmas mystery, in the Eucharistic mystery, in all the ways that Jesus comes to us. May we receive the voice through the church, may we hear the voice through the church, like our Blessed Mother, and receive the word, ponder it in our hearts, understand it, and be filled with grace and joy. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.